everyone. Welcome to Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host, Augustine, and today we're getting into Season 3, Episode 6, Naomi. As a lesbian, I hold this episode very near and dear to my heart and really resonate with a lot of the issues that they expose in this episode, um, such as how queer women are frequently harassed or have their identities invalidated and how difficult it is to build connections with other queer women and how men particularly sexualize lesbians and queer women and it just is a lot that I'm excited to get into and be able to speak my own mind about so I hope you guys are ready to get into it with me today. The episode opens with Naomi in her bed and we see a sweaty, dirty sock on a foot entering her mouth and she's startled awake by this. There's just a random guy in her bed who talks about being the messiah and is just sort of babbling about himself and she's like, what the fuck? And we see that she has a very non-traditional family where it's just her mom and her in their house and her mom runs it as this very unstructured commune where there are no boundaries and Naomi gets no privacy. And we also just see how different her family is from all the other families. So in the kitchen, her mom is sitting with one of the commune people and they're staring at a banana talking about oh, it's very patriarchal and aggressive, which is funny. And, like, I agree with Naomi's mom that bananas are very patriarchal and aggressive. (laughs) And so then, yeah, we just get some insight into the whole house, and it's just a shit show. Like, an actual commune has structure, and everyone has tasks, and everyone has to pay a certain amount per month, but... Naomi says that there's just all these people living there that don't pay the rent and they clearly just trash the house and it's more like a messy hippie party pad instead of an actual commune. Naomi says that there's about 15 people living there at any given moment as well. So she grabs the banana and heads to school where Emily's waiting for her but she blows off Emily I'm guessing they were supposed to meet up or something. And instead, Naomi goes to meet with Kieran, the ethics professor, ironically, who acts like he's her friend, and they clearly have a friendly rapport with each other. They're smoking cigarettes, just hanging out on the bleachers talking. A lot of this episode is just about Naomi sort of pushing Emily to the side and to be really direct about it like we don't know what happened with Naomi's dad he's not in the picture at all in this episode so it could be that Naomi's kind of looking for this comforting male figure and that because she has clearly a lot of issues with her mother and their lifestyle it could be really hard for her to reconcile her attraction to women when she's really just craving like any sort of nurturing parental figure that's like actually what she wants 
So we'll see that be an issue with almost everybody in this episode, like what Naomi really wants versus how people treat her. So we cut into the school, and it is kind of weird to see all of the cast as students and being in school and sort of interacting in a school environment because we mostly just see them at parties outside of school or at each other's houses. We so rarely see them acting like actual students aside from the occasional classroom scene or two. But yeah, they are just meeting together and the lights go out suddenly. We find out that they are having an election for student president. Dun-dun-dun. Very exciting. Right away, Emily tells Naomi that she should run for president because she has a lot of thoughts on politics and she's very smart and would do a good job at it. And Naomi just brushes it off and is like, you don't know me, leave me alone, basically, and walks out to the hall where Cook immediately harasses her and is like, hey, we should fuck. You know you want to, basically. And Naomi's like, you have as good a chance of sleeping with me as becoming school president, which of course he takes as a challenge and then is like, cool, so I'm going to become president and then you'll sleep with me and we'll have a fair deal. And he's walking off all excited about this prospect. Also in the race for student president is Crispin, who simply goes by the name Crispin and is sort of the cliche third party definitely not going to win option, which therefore puts the actual race between Cook and eventually Naomi once she agrees to run. Naomi falls. She's like trying to watch through the office window and she falls and Crispin's like having a real incel moment. He's like, you girls are all stupid and useless. And then Cook comes out and is like, we're gonna fuck, and is just super sexualizing her, so it's like, what a lovely treatment that girls get, especially in high school. You're either a target of hatred and anger, or you're overly sexualized. Great options, love that. So Naomi is talking to the professor Kieran again outside of the school, and he offers to give her a ride home in his busted, broken-down car, and that ends up not starting, so he walks home with her with her bike. And when they get to Naomi's house, he sees her mom in the window and is admiring her. And is just like, wow, who is that mythical creature? <laughs> um, so then he leaves after noticing Naomi's mom. And her mom is not being a good mom her mom is just like oh it's nice to see you with a man <laughs> like let's ignore that this guy is 40 whatever it's just like oh you're having a straight moment that's great so it's just really strange it's also strange in my experience how these like hippie commune families can be strangely traditionalist in some values too like that's just something I've seen in my own experience and it's always very confusing to me Naomi gets upstairs and Emily's sitting in her room it's a little bit of a Cassie and Sid's room moment but she has the form for Naomi to run for student president and Naomi says jinx I already have the form so I'm gonna run Naomi tries to push 
Emily out and just say, okay, bye. And Emily is like, hey, I really like you. I'm not just trying to sleep with you, which we can see as a direct contrast to how Cook talks to Naomi. And Emily's like, I genuinely care about you as a person and genuinely like you as a person. So stop trying to push me away when I just want to be your friend. Like, I'm not just trying to sleep with you. Naomi invites her to stay, which is very nice. I'm happy that they are able to reconcile. And Emily's a badass for speaking up for herself. It... I did not have the emotional intelligence to say any of that when I was their age, so it's cool that Emily is insightful about the situation. Also, I'm giving Emily the Bristol's vest this episode because she's wearing this beautiful pale blue pinstripe dress with like a white collar and sleeves and black tights with the mustard yellow hobo bag that is so indie tumbler fashion i love it and a clip-in black hair bow and oh my god i'm waiting for this fashion renaissance please like we are currently in the y2k renaissance but i just want early indie tumbler back because it's so comfy and cute and i love it so emily and naomi end up spending the night together and they're so cute and they're just giggling and having fun and drinking and talking and Naomi's like, what do lesbians do? And they're just making jokes about, oh, we use big strap-ons and lots of oil. And it's just so endearing. I love this scene so much. And then they end up falling asleep at Naomi's house. And in the morning, there's that tension. If you grew up knowing you were queer on any level as like a young woman, especially the sleepover tension is so tangible. Naomi leaves Emily in her bed in the morning and dips out without really saying anything and just sort of leaves Emily to wake up alone. And she goes to school. We see that Cook has gone balls to the wall with his campaign and has propaganda everywhere. He's basically holding a rally. And JJ, of course, is his right-hand man who's hyping him up the whole time. There's a moment where Freddy's in the crowd with Naomi and they just sort of chat for a second and he talks about Effie. He tells Naomi that he told Effie that he loves her and he basically is saying it should make a difference when someone loves you, shouldn't it? For Effie trying to decide between him and Cook. And you can see that that's probably how Emily feels too about Naomi, just like, How are you having trouble deciding what to do when you have someone confessing that they really care about you and they love you genuinely? But with Effie and with Naomi, they're very closed off and untrusting people. So, of course, when people are spilling their guts and saying, I genuinely care about you, they don't even trust that. So I can see it from both sides. It's very complicated, but it does make you kind of feel bad for Freddie and Emily because we, as the observant, (laughs) omnipotent third party watching the whole thing unravel, like, we know that they genuinely care, but (sighs) yeah, you can't tell someone to be trusting, you know? Emily is still trying to help Naomi, and even though Naomi keeps rejecting her, she's still 
like standing up to cook to help Naomi, which sort of backfires because Naomi just gets annoyed that Emily told Cook off. And Cook is just being a jackass and being like, Cook before education, sex before exams. Like his whole platform is nobody gives a shit. I don't give a shit. I have no platform. Just vote for me because I'm Cook. That's his platform. Whereas Naomi's would be to actually care about things. But of course, when you're in high school, that's the less popular option generally. And Cook even says caring is overrated and to just party. Naomi's really upset after all of these encounters, the stress of Cook's ongoing rally to be student president and the issues with Emily and everything. It's just very stressful She goes to Kieran's office looking for some comfort, and he says, you look so much prettier when you smile, which is like the grossest line. I hate that so much. I wish that he didn't say that, but this is where we see that he's not this really comforting father figure almost or anything. Like, she's really upset, and he sees that she's vulnerable, and he kisses her. And it's really gross, and she's really offended, and she's like, I trusted you, I wanted to trust you, this is what I was just saying a minute ago about she doesn't believe Emily's intentions are good because she has no reason to trust anybody, like, no one in her life has any boundaries. So this one person that she genuinely thought she could trust betrays that by kissing her when she's really vulnerable and upset. It's so disgusting, and the fact that she's, like, able to forgive him later is so mind-blowing to me, but after having her trust just completely shattered by a professor at her school, again, let's, like, not forget Angela and Chris, let's not forget all of the times that teachers in this show hook up with students or make moves on students, it's so disgusting, so... We'll get into that later, but Naomi's upset. She pulls out the note from Emily where Emily wrote, Emily slept here, and it was really cute. She, like, left it in Naomi's bed, and <sighs> it's really sweet. So Naomi pulls out that piece of paper. She calls up Emily and says, hey, let's just go somewhere. So they go for this really sweet bike ride. And they go to this camping spot, and they're just being really cute and having fun, and it starts raining, and they're, like, swimming and stuck in the rain, and they're just, like, drinking a bottle of vodka by a campfire. It looks very peaceful. And they're holding hands. (sighs) They smoke a little. Naomi goes in and kisses Emily. And it escalates into them having sex for the first time I believe they've only kissed so far so yeah this is a really big moment and it's decidedly not a disgusting skin sex scene as we've seen plenty of those but it's actually cute and I'm just like my heart and then Naomi leaves early in the morning again but this time Emily's not letting her just leave without saying anything and Emily oh I'm gonna cry Emily stands up for herself And she's like, you want someone to want you, and I do want you, so be brave and want me back. And that really just summarizes all of it so perfectly. Like, Naomi needs someone she can trust and love, and Emily is just saying over and over again, I'm not going to hurt you, I am that person that's there for you, and it's really beautiful. 
So we don't really get immediate resolution to that, but Naomi goes home and opens the door to Kieran sleeping with her mom, which is gross. The parents, come on, Skin's parents, oh my god. And she's like, what are you doing here? This is my house, you're my professor, why are you here? And he runs out saying, I'm lonely, like my life is a mess, I need somebody. And that is when it snaps for Naomi, and she's like, fuck this school. (laughs) Fuck these professors. Oh my god. And she even goes into a random office, and the professors, Doug, and the headmistress come in, and they're, like, counting the votes, and they're talking about how they're going to scam the election so that Cook can't win and they're hiding all the votes for Cook in her bra, in the headmistress's bra. Naomi's just sitting under the desk and she's just realizing how terrible basically everybody is, especially the people running this school, which we as viewers have known for a very long time (laughs) how terrible the people running this school are. But she's just finally snapped and has had enough. So They have the announcement of the student president where they're like, Naomi, congratulations, you won. And she has a really cool moment where she says, oh, don't be so insecure. And she pulls out all the votes from the headmistress's bra. And you can just see Cook is so elated by this turn of events because he just revels in the chaos. (laughs) And Naomi's like, actually, Cook won you know, fuck it, whatever, and they all just start partying and going insane and trashing the school, because of course, now that Cook is student president, there's literally cars on fire, and Naomi pulls the sprinkler system, and everything's just, like, immediate chaos. So, Cook won, and Kieran apologizes to Naomi in the hallway, which, for some reason, she's just kind of like, that's okay. (laughs) She's a bigger person than me. I would just still be like, fuck you. Which maybe she is internally. I guess it just doesn't really matter at this point. Because to be fair, she's getting pretty good revenge by Cook being the student president. Because now everyone's going to be a nightmare to all of the administration and the professors. So that's pretty good revenge. Of course, she walks in on Cook looking for his butt plug and ninja stars and stuff in the Lost and Found. We remember that they had this agreement well cook sort of decided on this agreement that if he won she would have to sleep with him so she kisses him and it seems like they're heading towards having sex but she just stops it and is like hey this isn't right so we know that she doesn't really have any feelings for cook or any guys this might be the deciding moment that she's a lesbian he backs off and There's, like, sort of this weird, like, oh, Cook, what a good guy that he didn't rape her or, like, coerce her into sex, which, like, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna give someone a fucking award for, like, doing the bare minimum of not being a sex offender. I guess that everything we've seen of Cook would lead us to believe that he would be, so it's like, oh, good, okay, at least he's not a sex offender, but, like, I'm not gonna be like, wow, what a nice guy, like, that's so great, and... Naomi's kind of like, most guys would pressure me into having sex, and you're such a nice guy, Cook, aren't you? (laughs) 
<laughs> whatever. I guess it's great that he's not a sex offender. That would be very traumatizing to watch. So I'm happy that he just backs off. But this also does, like, establish them as friends, too. Like, I think she sees that he does have some level of respect for her as a person. And he kind of says that himself. So that part of it, I will give credit to. Like, it's cool that they can actually just become bros from here on out. Naomi goes back home and her mom is at the kitchen table and they have this conversation where her mom's talking about getting pregnant with her and um, Naomi's just kind of like, okay. Anyway, the mom gets to this point of no one wants to be alone. If you find someone, just cherish it. And is sort of finally giving some maternal advice that's actually decent advice. So Naomi takes this advice and she realizes she really wants Emily. And she goes to Emily's house and they're crying. And we just hope that Naomi's finally willing to let her guard down to be with Emily. And they sit side by side on either side of the front door and they hold hands through the mail slot and so sweet and that's how the episode ends and I just uh, my heart so yeah I love this episode so much so thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week with season three episode seven JJ can't believe we're like getting through Season three, it's crazy, and season four is so stressful. Like, I'm actually really excited to get into the third generation because this generation is just so sad, and the third generation has some sort of more fun, I think. Not to insult anyone who loves generation two, but they are a pretty sad lot, you have to admit. And I've also been feeling really nostalgic for Generation 1 already. Like, I just love this show so much, and it gets me in the feels every time. So we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, check out the Instagram at ohwowthepodcast, and I always upload on YouTube and Reddit. I got to catch up with that stuff. But yeah, thank you. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye.